teachers. You're listening to The Thing That We Do on Fridays with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Fantastic. We were this close to being able to uh, do this live and in person today. I was I drove down to Arkansas this morning. I went to the temple. Have you have you been to the temple that's five minutes away from your house, Brother Wing? Oh, yes. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Have I'm sure Arkansas there. could feel your presence as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a tremor in the force when I crossed the border. That's a that's a fun t- I felt like I like I just go walking in the place like I'd been in there before because I have been in there before, but I I like was totally lost. So the nice people from Arkansas were helping me find my way around that temple. I was walking down the wrong way every way, every every <laughs> around every corner. So but I think I got it I think I got it down now. So I think I can go again and and not uh look so rookie-ish there. So it's a new building. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. And then I went and with my wife and we drove around and looked at leaves in Arkansas. You guys got some nice leaves in Arkansas. So, so we get complimented for lots of things here. And I guess that's one of them. I drove, we went on, I went driving all the way over to Huntsville, Arkansas. You got seminary classes in Huntsville, Arkansas. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Would, yeah. So I was there and I ate at some place called grandma's something or other. And it was great. So there's my, there's my travel logs. Let's talk about Paul's travel logs mm-hmm. as he went to the city of Thessaloniki. I think it's something else, but that's, that's close enough. Well, people who don't speak Greek say Thessalonians or Thessalonica, but in Greek, I like to, it's actually Thessaloniki. And it's fun to say too. I'll let, I'll let you say it, Brother Wing. I'll, I'll try it out later. <laughs> Thank you though. Thessaloniki. What does that sound like? That almost sounds like a, like a, an island in the South Pacific. Right. But, but it is, uh, it's the name of the city in, in Greece. Thessalonica. In the city of Thessalonica live people known as Thessalonians. And this is going to be the last, the last port on our cruise around the places where Paul is writing letters to. <laughs> All right. These are, Paul went on quite the mission and Thessalonica is right on the port. It's a, it's right on the ocean there. Like many of the places that, that Paul uh, visited. And I got to say, I think, I think, I think I kind of like the Thessalonians. They seem like a good group of folks. Maybe maybe a little bit zealous at times, like maybe they need to calm down a little bit, but kind of like a seminary class. I don't know about you, brother wing, but if I had a seminary class is like a little bit, you know, gung ho and a little bit, maybe rowdy. And so I, I like that a little bit more than kind of having to drag people along the people in Thessalonica. They weren't, they didn't have to be drug along. They were like, they're rip raring to go. And so these were great converts and man, what a mission that Paul went on, by the way, visiting all of these people and and so we're going to wrap it up uh with the with thessalonians today so brother wing how do we start this what you want to take us through the pacing guide tell us what's up for the week and this or do you want to just start in thessalonians chapter one or do you want to talk about the BYU football game coming up oh um no let's just talk about thessaloniki yeah. Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki. <laughs> yeah. City of. Right. Yeah. So the pacing does go through the first three chapters on Monday. 
and then four and five on Tuesday. And then you get some, some second Thessalonians stuff with the doctrinal mastery ending on Friday with another assess your learning overview. Excellent. Yeah. Good. All right. So that's a, that's, I think that this is going to be a pretty good week in uh, for scripture feasting because there's some great stuff starting in uh, Thessalonians chapter one. I kind of like I kind of like this. It's a, it's in fact every chapter in Thessal in Thessalonians is kind of is is pretty short. But remember, we're not concerned about with, with scripture feasting. We're not concerned about the length of a chapter, we're worried about what are the students gaining from the particular verses. So if your students are, um, are struggling because they're like, Oh, this is so long, this chapter so long, um, it's fine to break it up. Oh, I've got another question for you though, brother wing. My question, uh, for you is this, what do you do in this situation when you're scripture feasting? Okay. You ready? Like the kid, he picks a question from the bookmark. Right? He's got the question from the bookmark and he's just like, oh, man, I just got to hurry and find an answer to this so I can sleep. And so he reads, you know, for a minute and he finds some answer they think is going to be OK or whatever. And then he just puts his head down and waits for scripture feasting to be over. What do you do if you're the teacher of that kid? <laughs> well, I would probably have a conversation with him individually at some point. So either during class or right after class or, you know, maybe at church. But, what about making a big scene in class, like like really blowing up in class yeah, so that all the kids know that you mean business? <laughs> that's not my, that was not my style, you know, to kind of bust the kid out in front of everybody. Oh, okay. All right. Um, unless, you know, I knew him like super well and thought that he would think it was funny, but um, <laughs> which is not likely. But um, yeah, I would, I would have a individual conversation with him and just kind of figure out why he goes about that practice. Well, what else is there? Do? I mean, he's doing what's required. He's getting the answer to the question. So, I mean, what else do you do? Once no, you get an answer to a question. Well, what we're trying to do is not just answer questions. We're trying to accomplish the objective, which is to deepen his conversion to Jesus Christ. No. So that's that level of effort and that kind of uh, approach towards questions and answers or study. That's not going to probably not going to help him deepen his conversion. So that's why I want to address the issue. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Man, you are so good at advice. I could just listen to you forever. All right. So let's let's jump into uh first Thessalonians chapter one. Uh I like I I always like how Paul Paul is so friendly when he starts these letters. I mean that must have been exciting for the people to get letters and hear Paul just talk about how great they were, um, and and they're probably pretty excited about that. I do like, uh, I like the uh, first three. I think is pretty good. The, I think that uh, for scripture feasting, I mean, this is one of those one verse one verse days that you could you could uh, scripture feast on just one verse. Listen to this verse, verse three. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. It'd be interesting, I think, to uh, those those descriptive words of uh, to describe faith, love, and hope, work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope. 
what do those descriptive words have to do with those uh, with those attributes of faith, love, and hope? Uh, that might be an interesting thing that your students find in in chapter three, but uh, or in chapter one, verse three. Um, but I think that one of the things that you could do for, and this could apply to a number of chapters in in uh, Thessalonians, is what does Paul say about the Thessalonians that you would love to have uh, him say about you, or that you would love to have the Savior say about you? I think that would be a kind of a cool uh, way to go about this scripture feasting one day. Yeah, I like those. And um, it's a short chapter, you know, these 10 verses. I was kind of taking a page from you, Brother Lawson, because you had this idea once to have them pick like their favorite verse or something. And it kind of yeah. engages them with the text. And they kind of kind of have to not just read it, but start to analyze that as well, which kind of gets them further into it. And so one way that you could do this, since it's such a short chapter, is and, and you're starting this off on Monday, you could divide it in half and then have half the class study verses one through five, half the class do six through 10, and they just pick their favorite verse right. from those and then share it with each other. You know, um, you could even put them in um, partnerships, you know, uh, and they do that. So one student does it for the other student, you know, in these yep. sections, you can do it that way as well. Um, but there are a lot of cool phrases within that that would help them to kind of guide them to a particular verse that they love. I can tell yours is verse three from verses yeah. one to five. Um, but there are others, you know, um, I have been like verse nine for they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And that's pretty great description of repentance, just turning to God, turning to him away from whatever is a problem. And so maybe they would like that one, but either way, getting them to like find something and talk about it in a short way like this, it's relatively easy. That's a great way to start a Monday. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, if they're really struggling on Monday, you could even preface that by having them just talk about their favorites, you know, just like, Hey, let's get to know each other. I'm going to go around the room. You got to tell me your favorite flavor of ice cream, your favorite fast mm-hmm. food restaurant, you know, your favorite, um, whatever. I can only think of food right now, but potato, yeah. potato chips, <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite number, something like that. Just, you know, it's super easy and maybe gets them woken up a little bit and well, okay, while we're talking about favorites, let's talk about favorite verse. And so try this out right. and then that gets them into the text there. Yeah. And I think that the, that, so that first day is one through three. The other thing that I've been thinking about with Paul is uh, I, I, I'm really, I'm proud of Paul. I'm really proud of Paul. He's had, he had quite the background, right? But um the way that he describes how he feels about people is to me similar to how I view the way that the savior feels about people. And so I think you could, you could look at Paul as a type of Christ. And as you read uh, first Thessalonians uh, chapters one through three, they could, they could look for what, uh, and this would be a great way to keep Christ at the center of your lesson is they could look for, what does Paul say to the people in Thessalonians that would be something similar that the Savior would say to you? Uh, and whether it's advice, whether it's account, whether it's a compliment, um, 
And so that might be a good a good way to do scripture feasting in First uh, Thessalonians one through three that first day as well. Mm-hmm. I like that overview. You know, the teacher manual has a paragraph that kind of gives some background. Mm-hmm. Most students would probably think that paragraph's kind of boring, um, but it all it does provide useful information, you know, for them. So they kind of feel more comfortable with what's going on here. It talks about a second missionary journey and what he learned right. about the people of Thessalonica and Thessaloniki. And, yeah. It's kind of, if you're uh, teachers, if you're in the teacher manual and you see all those pictures of Jesus <laughs> and then you scroll down just like four or five more paragraphs and there's a heading that says Paul ministers to the Thessalonians. That's that next paragraph next is the paragraph one I'm talking, I'm talking about. But then after that, it provides a scripture feasting opportunity, you know, it says carefully read 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 14, and 3, 19, or sorry, 9 through 13. And then mark words or phrases you find that remind you of the love and care the Savior um, provide. Now they're they're talking about a different activity that goes up above, but that alone would be a great scripture feasting activity. And you can then do what the teacher manual does, which is like lead that into service. The teacher manual right. starts with the service and then goes into the scripture study. I would recommend flipping that and go mm-hmm. into the scripture study and then talk about service. Right. Excellent. Okay. Do you got anything else for one through three? No. Do you see the teacher's manual for um, first Thessalonians four? Cause it's pretty good. It's some, there's a pretty good scripture feasting activity there. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of like the way that it's, that they start it. Um, What's the question that they ask uh, in the manual? Oh, yeah. What are some things you know about the second coming? And what are some things you don't? That's that's a good way to start. I I like to sometimes ask this question when we talk about the second coming. And the people in Thessalonica were pretty, uh, they're pretty intent on this, uh, on the second coming. They're pretty excited about it. They wanted the second coming to be in their lifetime. They, it didn't quite happen. But um, I like to ask questions like, what are what uh you know what are some of the things that you know about the second coming similar to teacher's manual and then just to have them list them and then i like to say what are some things you can control and what are things you can't control and just get them thinking that way sometimes our students and especially now i've heard a lot of people recently because of the the hard things that are going on over in israel and gaza i've heard a lot of people talking about like, oh, I think this is it. I think this is it. I'm I'm not one of those guys, but but if it is it, then I'll be like, yeah, totally, yeah, I was all on board with that. It, it was. It's that was the thing. Um but I think that there's a great then there's a great scripture feasting activity in the teacher's manual where uh after they have this red readiness where they're thinking about the second coming just go go into chapter four, First Thessalonians chapter four, and I think it's verses thirteen through eighteen, and figure out like what's going to happen to righteous people when Jesus comes again, and uh, I think that will be kind of inspiring to your students to see what will happen to the righteous people, and then you can talk about well, what are some action items? What are some intentional actions that you can engage in to make sure you're part of those? verse 13 to 18 people in uh 1st Thessalonians 4. Um also there are uh there's some Joe Smith translations in there that the teacher's manual points out as well that are that are good. Mhm. Yeah, I also 
I also liked the study activities and I just want to, you know, we have teachers out there that are, have a variety of different settings and class sizes yeah. um, that they're in. So if you, if you're one of the teachers that have like five or less students in your class, then it's probably best to go through these study activities as a group, you know, all together. Um, but uh, if you have a bigger class, then you may, this may be a place where you kind of divide up the class and, you know, depending on the personality of your students, you could even uh, jokingly put some pressure on them and say something like, look, look at these three questions. They're all great. What will happen to the living and the dead at the second coming? That's the, that's study activity one. When will the second coming of Christ happen? I mean, that's a question people want to know. And then how can we prepare ourselves for the second coming? And then you can say, look, Here's here's your assigned section. You group over here and you better do this well because otherwise the rest of the class won't know the answer to this really important question. Yeah. Um, and uh, really do it well, you know, study those verses and teach it well. Now, this may be something that you want all of them to do, all three, and that's why you kind of walk through it as a class. Um, but Regardless, all three of those questions are things that I think will pique the interest of the students and they're going to want to see what they have. And the content that's in the teacher manual goes, takes them straight into the scriptures, which is great. Right. Um, so that they can then study those passages and really glean the answers out of the text, which is what we want them to do. We want them to engage in like legit scripture study um, and be able to. Uh, process what's in there and then verbalize it, you know, and talk about it. And so that's what this activity does so well. So all three of those questions are great. And those two chapters will certainly help the students to kind of um, interact with the text in a way that's going to be edifying. Excellent. All right. So next we have the, the next day we've got second Thessalonians. The teacher's manual has us in second Thessalonians chapter two which might sound familiar to you because we've got a doctrinal mastery verse in there. And so you might, we do have a doctrinal mastery day as well. That's focused on second Thessalonians two verses one through three here. Like I was mentioning earlier, the, the people in Thessaloniki, Thessalonica, you get bonus points teachers. If you say Thessaloniki in your seminary class, um, they, they were, pretty sure the second coming was going to happen soon. And Paul uh, gently corrected them and told them that they needed to look, look forward to different to further signs of the second coming. One of those signs being there would be a falling away, AKA an apostasy that would take place. Now this is a, I think this is an important doctrine for our students to understand. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I went on my mission was the first time I really learned or understood the apostasy like i remember being in the mtc and thinking oh so everything was oh okay yeah everything was gone priest was gone so restaurant oh that's why it's called a restaurant it just hadn't clicked in my mind and so i probably shouldn't have admitted that uh, to you all but i can guarantee that you have students that have no clue what the apostasy is and so that will be a uh, a good day not only for um I mean, you'll, I think it's fine to spend two days that, you know, basically you're doing doctrinal mastery. They're going to master that doctrine of the apostasy and you're going to have that day 
uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter two. So, how would we? How would you do scripture feasting for Second Thessalonians chapter two, Broween? Yeah. So, this is a place where, since they're going to study the doctrinal mastery passages in detail, you know, the next day. Um, it is good to just give them the context. That's the point here is that you're, they're going to get the context from, from these verses, and then they can then practice a, a doctrinal mastery pattern right. uh, the following day. So, um, but the resources that are in the teacher manual on this one uh, are going to really lay the groundwork for them to be able to handle the case study that's in the doctrinal mastery lesson for Thursday. Right. Uh, so that's where um, this is pretty cool, you know, so it's going to take them into the book of Mormon, other places in the new Testament. You got a great uh, president Nelson quote there. And so, um, and they have like a page where you can do that. There's also videos about the apostasy. They're going to help them. And so kind of like what you were talking about with your mission um, and figuring this out, you know, you could just write the word apostasy on the board. Um, kind of like when you asked him earlier about the second coming, like, what do you know about this? Right. <laughs> you know, and then just say, look, we're going to, we're going to hit this from lots of different angles with lots of different resources. And by the end of class today, students, this word is going to mean a lot more to you and it's going to yeah. make a lot more sense. And so that's how I would kind of set this up because then the scripture feasting in essence becomes all of these various resources that they have. I mean, for the main one is second Thessalonians chapter two, but then to understand chapter two better, you're going to hit all of these other references um, that are included in the teacher manual there. So that's how I would kind of approach that one really having the goal that they're going to be able to explain second Thessalonians two better because of some of these other resources. Right. That's good. Okay. So does that cover our, that's our doctoral mastery. We have an assess your learning activity. Um, and yeah. so it's, it comes right there. It's in the, the, it's in the teacher's manual. Um, is there anything you want to say about that one? We're doing Galatians. Is it Galatians through? Yeah. Galatians through second Thessalonians. Yeah. You know, this one's actually pretty fun. I think. actually, yeah, the restoration and apostasy picked. I like that. Yeah. I mean, they're going back to kind of prior things and helping the students to kind of review and retain yeah. what's there. And so they've got, you know, three different ones. Um, this is a place where teachers, if you, if you're like, look, I really like this one and want to develop it a little bit more and kind of use the other two less so that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. or they could all be equally treated, but, um, this is a, again, a place where remember the purpose here, you're not trying to like teach this lesson again, right? You're just trying to give them another angle at it and remind them of it and connect that so that they're better able to do something with this. So the, yeah. the goal here is that they're going to, um, be reminded to act on the word and this is going to lead to them taking some intentional action. So as long as that's your goal, you probably can't go wrong uh, with, right. the, with this activity. Or you can do some stuff in, uh, I really like second Thessalonians chapter three. So you can do that if you have some extra time too. I mean, have you, it has the word busybodies in uh, chapter three, 
Did you see that, Brother Wayne? Yeah. I like that. I actually really like chapter three, not just because it said busy bodies, but mostly because of verse 12. Uh, maybe we'll conclude with verse 12. Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Maybe we should, maybe we should with quietness do our work. This maybe, maybe we'll do this. Will be our last podcast because we need to be quiet, quiet in our work. No, I like that. I, I like yeah. that. Be not weary and well doing in verse 13. Um, this is, this kind of has some strong application for our day. You right. know, the context seems to be that the first letter uh, to the Thessalonians, it kind of got them fired up and, and maybe expecting that Christ was going to come in their lifetime. And like you said, that didn't quite happen, <laughs> you know? And so then here comes Paul later, you know, with a second letter and saying, look, it's, there's going to be a falling away first. There's going to be time. And so apparently it seems that there were some that were so expecting Christ to come right. uh, soon that they were kind of almost thrown in the towel in a way, you know, and not, right. not working, you know, and they were hyped up about Christ coming, but they were not active in doing quit my and job. So, and so, yeah. And so then, so they, and then others apparently had to like take care of them because they're not working and they're not contributing. And so in our day, I don't know that there's a lot of people going, Hey, Christ coming. So just give it up. But in our day, it's, it seems like a the same result happens when people are like, you know what, this world is hopeless, or my world is hopeless, right. and I'm just going to give up. And take a nap. Yeah, and so we we do need naps on occasion, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, we also need to be diligent and and like verse thirteen says, be not weary in well doing, and keep actively working to you know develop ourselves, improve our relationship with Christ. Do what we can, you know, to improve the world around us and bless others and uh, try not to be overwhelmed by the wild uh, craziness that's out there um, or right. the discouraging things that we have and and let let Christ kind of lift us up. But there's a I think there's that situation was happening way back then, um, kind of for a different reason, but the same result. And so our students might find some strength with second Thessalonians chapter right. three and that explanation. Yep. Excellent. All right, teachers. I think, I think our last podcast were super long. This one's pretty short, so we've got to make it 15 minutes longer. Do you want to talk about BYU football now <laughs> or about the Kansas city chiefs? Uh, you know, I'd rather talk about BYU than Kansas city chiefs, but you know, we better end this now before you start expressing your feelings about the chiefs and the teachers know, and then lose all respect for you. <laughs> all right, teachers, we hope you're having a great time teaching. And if you're not, then that's normal, right? You will soon. You'll have a good, <laughs> just it ebbs and flows kind of like the, how interesting our podcast is. Uh, until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous. Stay righteous.